Blog Talk Radio. Down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea. Or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice, cause the planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking Jory? water and was fined the great yeah. big $50 bill. They've yes, got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea, no tomato juice You'll see, no potato juice The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no to the local color serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Hey, welcome everybody. This is your Psychic Connection. Hi, I am Jory and the Coffee Psychic, your host, and we are going to have a very fun show tonight. We have a couple of uh, wonderful guests, and, and tonight we're going to be covering paranormal investigative groups. Um, do you want to be in one? Have you ever wanted to be in one? If so, how do you find the right one? Or, hey, last minute, um, if you need to create one for yourself. We're going to cover all those uh, facets tonight. And also, what happens when you do a paranormal investigation? What kind of tools do you need? What kind of machinery? Uh, or do you need a psychic like me to be able to go, go along with you? Or do you, do you do everything? You know, so we'll be looking at that tonight. So um, I want to mention, uh, you know, my wonderful producers, Julia. And I was telling Julia, for some reason, I was feeling under the weather tonight and... Um, I developed a little migraine headache. Now, the thing that I thought about just a moment ago was the fact that I was supposed to be doing an exorcism tonight and before the show, and weirdly enough, how crazy can that be, I got sick. So I normally won't do my exorcism work while I'm having severe migraine headaches, so we did postpone it, but, you know, a lot of times... And and this is the perfect show for this. A lot of times people will find out that when you're doing paranormal work, if you've got like a really negative spirit and they don't want you to come after them and get them, there's so many things that can get in the way. And tonight, something got in the way. So I'm, you know, back on my game right now, feeling better. Uh, I normally don't take medication, but I did tonight. So here we are back on track. So we're going to sit here. And Julie, are you there? I am here. 
I'm um, so glad me, you're I feeling much you better. This. Thank you. Yeah, I was a, I was a little concerned about doing the show, not feeling. I just went down real fast too. It was it was like oh my god. <laughs> I and I don't know if any of our listeners are out there. This is a real life call in show. If you guys have done the paranormal work and you find things like this getting in your way, you know, give us a call. Let us know about your stories. Um, I, it didn't even hit me till just a couple of minutes ago that I, I knew I was supposed to be doing an exorcism tonight. But sometimes the energy gets a little weird outside there, guys, and, and certain spirits will really do whatever they can to interfere with a work that you're doing, especially if you're trying to get them out of the way, you know, get them back in the heavenly realm, realms where they belong and not interfere downstairs here. So thank you, thank you, Julia. You're um, welcome. Now, when before you do an exorcism, do you do any type of prep meditation or anything where they can take the opportunity to kind of do that preemptive kind of strike, so to speak? Well, what we normally do is we... Uh, we clear the room, and we put a shield of protection around the room. So we call in all the angels and the spirit guides and stuff like this. And St. Benedict um, is the saint of exorcisms. And you also work with him. You work with the Archangel Michael. And um, so my daughter, Terry, and I always do the work together. And so we put protection around ourselves and, um, and the room and the people mm-hmm. we're working on. So, okay. yeah. But you didn't get that far, though, before this migraine hit. Uh, what do you Correct? mean now? No, we didn't. I mean, we didn't even go into the work. No, it, it just started right, creeping right. up on me probably two hours before we were supposed to get into the session. So that wow. was really weird, and I felt very disappointed. But, I mean, I can do psychic readings when I've had a headache. I rarely get sick. I do not like taking any kind of medication in my body at all. Uh, vitamins, that's good, but not, you know, any kind of drugs or anything. And, um, but, I mean, here we are. It, I mean, it literally just hit me that, oh, boy, we were supposed to do this work and something got in the way. So just another, mm-hmm. again, for the people that are in this field, they kind of know that this is one of the things that happened, and I certainly wasn't thinking about that at all. Wow. So, again, I'm, I'm just glad you're feeling, feeling better. Yeah, you could, you could hear it in my voice before, huh? Oh, definitely. Yeah, migraines are not down. fun to to work with. No, no. You know, I'll tell you what. I do house parties all the time, and it's on rare occasion that I'm not feeling well. Rare. I mean, it rarely ever happens. Um, but I've done psychic readings when I've had a headache and stuff. But it's a lot. It's a lot better when the whole body, physical, mind, mental, emotional, everything is just working together. You know, mm-hmm. very, very important. Well, let's let's uh, welcome our guests here. We have Miss Erin Adams and uh, Gary Adams. This is a husband and wife team that do paranormal work together. They've been doing it for years. So we're going to uh, welcome Erin onto the show right now. And Erin, thank you for coming on the show with us tonight. Oh, no problem. Yeah, so, uh, and I know we have another uh, lady that that's working with you. Well, I'm going to pull her in in just a couple minutes here, but... Erin, uh, I've known you forever, and uh, you and Gary have been doing, your husband, have been doing paranormal work for how many years together? Oh, gosh. It's probably been about seven or eight years we've been doing the paranormal investigating. But we've been interested in it since we've met. Which and is how many years is that? 20, 20 years, probably. We're married almost 18, so 20 years. Nice. So 20 years, and you were interested in, in it that that long of time. So, so this is what I want to let people know. Like you, you guys were interested in a long time before it really hit you with that. Hey, what are we doing sitting here, being interested in it, and not taking action? Uh, so, what made you guys finally stand up and and take action to get into this field? You know, honestly. <clears throat> There was a an article in the newspaper calling paranormal investigators or people who wanted to be. So we answered it. Wow. And we went to the meeting and we joined this group and eventually, you know, the group disbanded and we just thought, you know what, we already know this stuff. 
why don't we just start our own thing? So we found some and friends that that we knew were interested and we trusted and had instinct and were sensitive and, you know, we could work with. And eventually okay. the calls came to us, which was bizarre. Wow. We started getting calls. Wow. We didn't tell, like, just everybody. We The calls came to us. And we started mm-hmm. just going out and investigating, and, and it was just great. It just blew up. Well, how was it for you, first off, being in that group that wasn't going anywhere? What were your feelings about that? <clears throat> to be honest, it was, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was good. It was good. It was, you know, for me, a start. And I would, it was also a night out. So we would go, and it was mm-hmm. once every couple of weeks, and we would meet, you know, downtown. And, and you know, eventually, after a couple of weeks, we were like, we're not learning anything. We already know this stuff. We already know what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, well. And then, you know, like I said, eventually the whole group just went bye-bye. And we just were like, well, we're still interested. So we might as well just start our own thing. And so, you know, it just it worked for us. So you did that. Well, can I ask, what is the name of your group? Um, our group is called Gigi, G-I-G-I. Uh, Ghost Investigators what does that stand of Greater for? Illinois. Investigators okay, of Greater Illinois. Okay, repeat that again. <laughs> okay, Ghost Investigators of Greater Illinois. Okay, so yeah. when you started this, uh, how many... How many um, participants did you have, or how was it? Were the people getting all excited? Finally, there's a paranormal group in my neighborhood. You know what? It was close friends um, and and people that we knew and trusted, and really it would be from five to six people. It was a small group, and, mm-hmm. you know, we'd get calls, and it was, you know, whoever could go between the five or six of us. Um, maybe there would be an added seventh. You know, but it's a small group, and and to be honest, it works for us. It's it's you know you have too many people, you get you know too many personalities. We all mm-hmm. kind of have a role. We all do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm in charge of certain areas, and and Jennifer is in charge of certain areas, and and Gary's in charge of certain areas. So it just works. I remember we did one together. Years ago. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> we did. And we could, if you want, we'll talk about that in a little bit, okay, because that was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, was, it really was a great one. I'll never forget it. I normally don't forget my investigations. And uh, so you're talking about a smaller group. And I want to make sure that our listeners really understand about um, group participation uh, with the paranormal uh, paranormal field. You know, you guys have a very um, personal, small group, and there are a lot of groups that have larger uh, members, larger membership. And <clears throat> what's fascinating about that is that uh, the one group that I was involved in years and years and years ago, this group literally just wrote out to, told, you know, called their members and said, look, we've got an investigation. How many of you guys can come tonight. So people would be responding and say we would have uh, different people at each investigation. But they were all learning. They were all doing different things. So it was was kind of interesting. So I just want to let the people know out there that you can have a larger group that you belong to meeting once a month. You can have a smaller group that you belong to meeting once a month. Uh, some of the groups will meet uh, weekly, every other week. You know, it's going to be different per each group, and you're going to want to look for the one that fits fits your schedule. I think what was interesting that you said, Erin, was it was a night out. It, yeah, it was. It was. You know what? <laughs> I always had somebody to watch my kids when I when something was coming up. You know, oh, we have this investigation. People would jump and, okay, we'll watch the kids go, you know. And it was something that, you know, people knew we enjoyed doing. 
Not only that, I mean, it took up a lot of time afterwards, too. But it was. Mm-hmm, it was something mm-hmm. that I, we, you know, we looked forward to doing. Um, it was always exciting. It was, you know, something we could do together because we both mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. very involved. So, Well, I think the real fun part for you, too, is that um, you and Gary knew each other. You were married to each other before uh, making this group together. And I want to let all the ladies out there know that if you're looking for a paranormal guy, what a better place to find a husband rather than a ghost, you know, in a ghost hunting group. I mean, what do you think, Erin? Um, you know, luckily I was already with Gary when we joined the group. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. Definitely. <laughs> it is a place to meet somebody if you have that interest. I mean, and there's a lot of people that have the interest. Definitely a lot of people. I've seen, out there. I've seen couples. I've seen people. I've seen people get together yeah. and have relationships in these groups. Very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. So, um, well, let's let's. I'm going to pull Jennifer in here so we can uh, get some of her experiences here as well. Yeah. Jennifer, hey, Jennifer welcome Hello. to the show tonight. Thank Hi, you how very are you? Much. Thanks for having me. Good. Yes. Yes, you're welcome. You know, um, I've known Erin for a long time. Um, I'm not sure if you and I have met before, but you've been working with Erin and, and Gary for how long? Um, I'm going to say it's been about, what has it been, about five years, Erin? Probably about five years. Yeah, I mean, I've known Erin for over 20 years, and we've always kind of bonded over our interest in the paranormal, but I think officially with, with the group it's been about five years. Very nice. So, so what had what had you get involved, Jennifer, in a group? Um, I've always had an interest in the paranormal. I've had experiences all my life that I've never been able to explain. And um, it, you know, once I had kids, and then my kids started, you know, having some experiences, and it just it really sparked my interest to learn more about it, and you know, my curiosity peaked. So, um, I just indulged in you know learning as much as I could and. And when I heard what Erin was doing, she invited me to an investigation, and we all just kind of clicked in the group. It just fit, and it was right, and um, so I just decided to continue because it was uh, helping me gain knowledge for, you know, things I've always questioned. Beautiful. So um, so Erin and Jennifer, uh, again, for the sake of our listeners, can for the people that have never been to a group or would like to be in a group, um, would you please share with us what normally happens in a paranormal group? And and I don't mean and I I don't just mean you know while we go to investigation. But Erin, I know that you and Gary have literally gone to colleges to teach paranormal <laughs> investigations. So I mean, are are you going to sit there with your group and teach them uh, about the electronics? Are you going to teach them about the the recording cameras? Honestly, Jorianne, it was Jennifer that brought us into the college, so um, she could probably answer that better. It was about every aspect. It really was. It was about the electronics. We showed photos. We shared experiences, and then we brought these people out into a home in our own group to investigate, Mm -hmm. and, and that was excellent. It was so excellent. It was such a great experience. Um. We've gained a lot of friends from that, and you know, as far as the college teaching, mm-hmm. yeah, everything you just said. We taught them about all the tools. We taught them about um, using your thing. You know, listening, just being quiet, and and you know, honestly, the students brought stuff to me too. I mean, they they helped me cool. too because stuff they've seen, you know probably on shows or whatever else, but we ended up catching a lot when we went on our investigation, and it was it was fabulous. Wow. It was great. Wow. Wow. But Now, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to interject here. I'm going to interject here. Um, I know there's a couple things just rushing through my head right now. I've known you forever, or so it seems. Um <laughs> I've done some readings for you in the past. You have had your dead brother-in-law come through, Todd, leaving great yep. messages, EVPs, on your reading tape. And then yep. your picture, which I will never forget, 
I don't know how, you know, we always have the people out in the, in the uh, general population that want to debunk anything and everything that's there. But, you know, I guess the saying that I use is for those who believe no explanation is necessary, for those who don't, none is enough. Now, you had an amazing, amazing picture from, I believe it was uh, the Bronx in New York City when you were at the restaurant no. that, uh, that they were filming. Oh, no, that was in Boston. What, what, what? That was at Cheers. It was in, at Cheers. Oh, Boston. Boston. Okay. At Daniel In Hall. Cheers. Yep. Yes, and the picture, was, and I don't know if anyone's tried to debunk it, but the picture literally will show uh, people sitting in the restaurant, and suddenly on the back of this, I believe a lady's head, is a young boy's face. Yep. I have no, the picture. I show it. Go ahead. Say, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Absolutely nobody can debunk it. There is no explanation. It was taken with a 35 millimeter, and there's no way. There's no. There's no explanation. That boy is in that picture. Yes. Yes, I, he is. It is an amazing picture. Love it. And so, what? What I would have wanted to do if you guys had known this woman. So to me, that's what we call an attachment. I wouldn't call that a possession. I would call that an attachment because here's the face of a little boy on the back of a woman's head. Now, now I'm going to say attachment, but what if that was a baby that she lost, right? Well, it was still hanging yeah. on her. But, of course, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I have to go back to the picture to see her age, right? She was pretty young. But clear as a Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she was young. So, go ahead. You know what I was going to say was, you know, it looks like there's some, like, dark lines leading to my niece. And my niece is the daughter of Todd. My sister saw that picture and said that looks like Todd when he was about her age. Okay, so you see how there's ripples? Yeah. You see how there's ripples? And if we really, really get into uh, checking out what this is, um, it could be Todd showing himself on the back of that lady, right? And you're saying there are lines there, so I didn't see the lines. Yeah. Um, yeah it's probably the ripple. Yeah, yeah, because you know what the the people at that table? I mean, they were from they were from out of the country. Okay. Um, so I I don't know, but she has pictures of my brother-in-law when he was about thirteen, fourteen, and. That's about my niece's age, and he's connected to her in a way, like kind of. Yeah. I mean, she's right next to him, and yes. so yeah, I would. I, I'm wondering if maybe that's him. Okay, I, I so then, know. so what I would do, what I would do is, I first up, I'd want to interview the woman. Have you been having any dreams? Is there some something about a little boy? Are you feeling voices? I would go from that angle, and then, of course, if you're saying that that looks like Todd when he was 13, then that means that he was able to transpose his face on the back of this woman's head specifically for you guys in connection with his niece. No, his daughter. Oh, his daughter, I'm sorry. For yeah, his, that, daughter. My niece, his daughter. Yeah, his daughter, and, and honestly, there's no way I could ever find that woman. I, had, I mean, I didn't see that picture until I was home. And they were right. not from this country, so there's no way I could find her. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's all a mystery, and I just, I, I wonder. I mean, it's, it's a question. It could be. My sister saw the picture and said, oh, my God, that looks like my husband when he was 13. And so then, here you, so then what you could do is you could sit there and take one of the family pictures and match it up there, and if that's him, it's just him. I mean, end of question. <laughs> Right, if I can find one, I'll have to find one. Right, I, if I you don't can. have pictures yep. younger. Yeah, definitely. And and you know yeah. that was a that was an amazing picture. Um, I actually mm-hmm. forgot about that one a little bit because there were so many others since mm-hmm. then. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good. Picture. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so all right, going back here. Um, Jennifer, so you've had a lot of different experiences uh, with this field, correct? Correct. So what in 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 forming? So you've not just formed the group; you became a part of Aaron and Gary's group. What part do you do 
in the group? Well, you know, I was, I was kind of thinking about it earlier today, you know, with the roles that we play. And and Aaron and I are very similar in the sense that, you know, we tend to use our, our own natural intuition and senses when we do investigations. And the men in the group tend to use more of the scientific um, approach. Um, now, Aaron and I, of uh-huh. course, you know, use our phone, you know, our cameras and, and voice recorders and all that. But Aaron and I, when we go in, you know, we are really using our senses. And, and what's interesting is, is oftentimes Aaron and I are having the same sensations at the same time, which kind of helps validate, you know, what's going on oh, yes, in the situation and what's happening. Um, so that's what I find is very interesting. And then, you know, you always have the men who, you know, tend to take a different approach. And it's like we all really balance each other in the group. So. Mhm. Mhm. Well, that that really triggers something for me. I'm going to go back to that um, that investigation that we had done together, Erin. And if you remember, one of the experiences was, I said, I'm hearing uh, ringing bells, or I'm hearing something like that. And when you, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you played your equipment back. And when I said I'm psychically hearing it, it was actually caught on tape. Yep. Yep. It was. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. That that was pretty fascinating to me. Not and, uh, so, so, go ahead. I have a question. What's the difference between, like, since you said you went on to this paranormal hunt with them, what is the difference between yeah. a sensitive and a psychic or a medium? Uh, I would have to say there are, it's pretty much all the same. Now, sensitive, it depends on how you're going to look at this. You and that's a good question, Julia. A medium is going to be able to have complete contact with the dead. So they're going to be able to hear um, the person talking to them, and um, you should be able to hear them and communicate with them. And a psychic sensitive many times will just uh, feel. It's just like, oh, my God, did you feel that or did you hear that? Whereas a medium should be able to say, okay, wait, 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 I'm hearing, I'm seeing, it's a little boy. Oh, his name is John. And, um, okay, this is what he's telling me, so hang on. So when you're psychically sensitive, you're going to be using your five different senses to be able to pick up or perceive, whereas a medium, you know, it's almost like I, I want to say you've gotten to a higher, higher level of communicating with the dead. I mean, they're there. They're talking to you, even though sometimes the things will come in, because that's the work I do, and... uh you, it still takes time for some of this information to come in and go like, okay, he is a six, he's a little boy, but okay, wait a minute, oh, he's six years old. Uh, okay, his name is John. So, it, you know, the, the little boy will start sending you information or just telling you. But, but even with the psychic sensitive, you'll be having information that will be, you know, filtering through. But with the mediumship, you can actually carry on a full conversation with them. Is being a sensitive a prelude to perhaps being a medium? Positively. Yeah, I, I've just seen different levels of individuals who are sensitive, where they don't think they're a medium, but they have heard the voices, or they've been able to to see something a little more clearer than others. Yeah, or seen the people. <laughs> exactly. Or seen what? Or seen people. That, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, even for Aaron and Jennifer, uh, ladies, you know, um, confirm or deny, but when you're in a place and you're feeling, you know, even, even a psychic sensitive, when I was in Exhale Nightclub doing the uh, one TV show for the TV show, um, oh, my God, anyway, it's out of my head, it's on my website, um, there, if you're feeling all this horrible, horrific, oh, my God, I've got to run out of here energy, that's being a psychic sensitive, i got to tell you, because you're feeling gloom and doom, you're feeling uh, terror. Um, so, Jennifer and Erin, when you're doing your work, if you're feeling, do you guys feel the terror? Do you feel the, the tears of somebody else crying? How do you guys experience absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, uh, yep, absolutely. absolutely. And. And like you were talking about headaches earlier, I I often will feel headaches um, during yeah. an investigation. I often will feel drained, too, afterwards, just so exhausted. Um, so that, that yeah. energy is definitely draining on me. And, and that's how, you know, I describe my sensitive is 
uh, emotions. I feel the emotions tied to a place or a situation or a person. I don't hear things. I don't see things. It's just the feeling that I get of the emotions. But, but so Jen, I want to tell you then, Jennifer, you're also an empath, Jennifer. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. You're, you're an mm-hmm. empath. So you want to put that on your put that on your resume. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, Erin, you know how what? do you experience that? You know what? Go ahead. But also, it, it, just to throw this in, Je- Jennifer does know if there's a little boy in the room or a little girl in the room and the name. She does know that. I mean, she she's way beyond me as far as being sensitive. Mm-hmm. I want to say she is mm-hmm. probably clearly psychic. She just doesn't realize it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm usually drained after an investigation, but I am not, um, you know what, you know, it's hard to say, it depends on the place you're at, because, you know, I've been in places where I've left, I've actually walked out, because I did not like the feeling, it was affecting me so bad, um, oh yes, you know, where I'm like, I'm actually scared, and I don't, Get scared. So, Jorian, you you know exactly what house I'm talking about. So, you've been there. Um, Oh, oh, well, you know, we we could talk about that house if you want to. We could. We could. Aaron, that was our first investigation together. Yes, it was. It was, but you know what? It was, um, I want to say it was, no, it was after you were there. We went back. And okay. I, I had a, All right. I had a hand. Oh. I had a hand pushing my head, and I had to. I left. I left. I said enough. So, oh my God! Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I think we've got a caller, Julia. Do we have a caller? So let me take that caller, and then we're going to go right to, um, right to finding out what happened at that event. Yes, we have Laurie so from West online? Virginia. Yes. Ah, beautiful. Thank you so much. Right here we go. Laurie, Hi. welcome to the show tonight. Hey. Hi. Hi. So do you have a question or do you have an experience to share with us? A question, actually. I wanted to know if there's clarification for something. Um, All right, repeat repeat that. I I was wanting to see if maybe I could get clarification for something, and I I don't even know if I dialed in the right number or not. Um, I have been seeing someone. And okay. they kind of pulled away from me for a while. And okay. they recently have expressed interest to come back into my life. And I just want to know, are they thinking another temporary thing or are they thinking more permanent this time? I got it. Okay, so this is a psychic question regarding a relationship. Let me take a quick peek yeah. of the coffee for you. And, we'll, um, and, yes, this is a live call-in show, everyone. So, Again, you want to remember, please give us a call at 347-633-9404. And uh, let me take a peek in the coffee here. If you guys have any paranormal experiences, please give us a call. We'd love to hear them. Uh, ma'am, it looks, like, it looks like this person does want to come back. And... Um, but I've got to tell you, I think you're supposed to feel this one out for yourself because as much as this person wants to come back, unless they prove themselves to you, I'm not quite sure that you're going to let them stay. Hmm. Do you understand that? I think, yeah, because I don't, get, I don't have a trusting nature. And, um, <laughs> and I'm one of those people It's kind of like, if you hurt me, you're on the list. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you and, go, right? <laughs> um, right. And so uh, he was kind of put on my list, but at the same time, I simply adore him, but I don't yes. want to be temporary. That's my fear. I don't want to be temporary. I want him to be able to say, yes, I choose you. I'm going to be with you. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to tell you something. We can adore people that are not good for us. We have to keep that in mind because there's karma that goes back and forth. And you, you really want to look at how much do you love yourself and respect yourself and what will that man have to do to prove it to you that he's really worth your time and effort, Lori? I want you to keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Okay, thank you're, you. You're probably going to know by the end of, you're, yes, you're welcome. You're probably going to know by the end of March or April if he stays or if he goes. 
Hmm. Okay. Welcome All right, honey. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Thanks for Bye-bye. calling. Bye bye. All right. So, so Aaron, let's let's get into that. Um, let's get into that that story. Okay, or I should say experience that we had at that house because uh I'll tell you what I remember. Now we can we can just talk about this, right? It doesn't matter. No. No. Okay, good. So, I was invited to come in as a um as a uh psychic sensitive medium to come in and uh investigate this house. And I I am telling you, the energy that was in this house was crazy. Now, um, I felt like, I don't know if you want to call it demons, uh, negative energy. What I found was um, when we walked into this one room upstairs where there was a little girl, We had, that was a little girl's room. She was a teenager. And we found that she had been doing black magic, satanic worship. <laughs> do, do you remember? Yep. Yes, I do. And... Yes, yes. So when you have, you know, um, you know, demons or satanic worship going on in the house, I'm telling you, you can feel it. And when you've invited that kind of energy into your house, you better know it's not real easy, real easy to get them out of there. It can be done, but it's not easy. And what I remember about that is I don't believe the little girl was willing to stop doing that work. And um, there was also something about a family member that had passed away previously, which was very sad, very sad. And uh, I believe that there was something to do with that, uh, the energy that was in the house that created that uh, experience, as a matter of fact. And And I normally don't see that, but I did that night or that afternoon. Yep. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. It was it was kind of it was kind of very creepy. There was a lot of noises, a lot of activity upstairs, and uh, it was it was pretty amazing. So, Aaron, what do you remember about that? And then Jennifer, uh, after Aaron comments, would you please tell tell us your experience with that house? Absolutely. Um, I've been in that house numerous times. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, even for like family parties, because it's a, it's a family uh-huh. member's house. Um, okay. Never, never really a positive um, feeling when I walk in the door. It's always kind of very scary. The basement itself, the basement, is where I always felt the worst. Um, uh-huh. On our EVPs, we got the scariest EVPs. Very loud, standing uh-huh. next to us and chills for you, and that's where I got a hand on my head. That's the basement. I remember. I said, okay, okay, I'm done. Goodbye. And I walked out the door. <laughs> I, and, mm-hmm. you know, honest, to be honest, I don't know if I've gone back since then. Um, mm. I know that I had the house cleansed and that things are much better, much better mm-hmm. now. Good. Um, and honestly, and, and the teenager is no longer in the house. Um, she's moved to a relative's house out of state, and so, and that that room's been totally cleansed. And after like Good. everything's been cleansed, things have been much better. But Good. you know, I it, it's still you know it's in an older town where there's a lot of activity, and it just uh, you know too many too many experiences in one house makes you just think you know is is it really gone is it you know um yeah in in too many i mean the whole house upstairs downstairs main floor bathroom i mean i was in the bathroom mm-hmm. and had it you know it's just mm-hmm. you know um yeah no well you've got to get the behavior to stop number one you cannot keep leaving the barn door open and not expect the horses to come in or to go out yeah. And, and the you behavior know. stopped because, yeah, because she she's moved. I mean, she moved a few years ago. And once she, left. she moved, yeah, yeah, then they cleansed the whole house. They had pastors come in and clean, cleanse the house. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's much I, better. I, wanna, 
I, I want to comment here, though. I want to comment and let people know that, yes, the little girl was practicing black magic. She was practicing satanic worship, stuff like this, which happens to be very seductive for some teenagers or for some people. You know, it, it's filling a need when something was wrong in their lives. But And many times people will grow out of it. But what's very seductive about it is many times these spirits will latch on to you, and it will right. really will make things worse for you, you know. Right. You know, again, the possession or attachments or whatever. So it's not just you having an interest. It depends on how, you know, how your personality is. Are you weak right now? Can they really get their grips in on you? And uh, so that's the stuff you want to watch out for. Do not do, um, you know, my personal opinion, you know, toss out the Ouija board. Seriously. Unless you know what you're doing and you're using mm-hmm. the angels and things like this. So these are all little tools for these negative spirits to really, you know, like put their hooks in on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? And, and you know what? Gary, Gary's here too, so he could probably comment on that house also because he he's witnessed things when I wasn't there. Hi, Jory Ann. How are you? Hey, Gary. Gary, welcome to the show. Good hearing you again. Yeah, good to good to hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. So, yeah, so tell us about your experience there, Gary. Well, I mean. Like Aaron just said, you know, I mean, we've been in that house numerous times for doing investigations, but also for family, uh, you know, uh, parties and whatever. Um, one of the, the the one time that I was there, Aaron, Aaron was not there, um, and there was a whole house full of people. Uh, but most of them, it was during the summertime, a lot of people were outside, and... Um, mm-hmm. I had gone in, into the house to use the bathroom, and I had to use the one upstairs because somebody was in the one downstairs. So I start walking up the mm-hmm. stairs, and as, at the top of the stairs was, was the Bruce's daughter's um, – um, oh, sorry. Uh, the, the owner's – yeah, the teenager's, teenager's bedroom. bedroom is right at the top of the stairs. And wow. uh, I, I, I was walking up the stairs, and, and probably stupid me, I, was, I started taunting – kind of, you know, the spirit and saying, I'm not afraid of you, you know, if you've got something to say or whatever, you know, go ahead, do it, you know, do it now, because I'm up here, I'm by myself, and uh-huh. as I got to the top of the stairs, I could hear a voice, a, a female voice, and nobody else was upstairs, because uh-huh. I checked all the rooms afterwards, uh-huh. but I got to the top of the stairs, and I heard a woman's voice whispering, and it said, just get out of here. Just, just get out of my house. Just, just leave. Why don't you just get out of my house? And I thought, wow. oh, that's somebody outside, you know. And the, there was a window open um, upstairs, and I, I listened, and you could hear people outside, but it wasn't as clear. And so I, I just kind of stood there, and I kept hearing the voice over and over. Just get out of my house. Just get out of here. And wow. uh, I, I, I checked the rooms upstairs. Nobody was up there. And um, wow. I ended up going back down. I went to the bathroom, you know, <laughs> uh, but, and then I, I went back down there. But, you know, mm-hmm. and I wasn't inebriated. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything like that. I mean, it was just, it was weird. But, it, you know, that, that was just one of many different experiences that I had in the house. And, um, uh, I, I, you know, I know the people that live there and, and uh, the the, the lady who lives there, she told me recently that um, that there's been things happening, but it's more of like a almost like a poltergeist type type thing where it's or or you know some kind of a maybe a a, a not non um, violent spirit or evil spirit. It's more like little. It's like little um, like tricks. Like she told me uh, about a year ago that um, she got up in the morning. And um, her coffee maker was unplugged, and okay. there was, there, and she hadn't put water in it, or any, or she had put water in it. I think the night before, but it was unplugged. She mm-hmm. came downstairs. She did not plug it in. She didn't turn it on. She went in, went to the bathroom or something like that, and came out, and it was running. She was in the house oh. alone. It was plugged in, and the, the pot was almost halfway full. It had already started, you know, wow. running. And it was little, so it's little things like that or, or things will be moved in the house or, you know, that she can't explain. 
but she's not afraid yeah. like she was before, you know. So it's, or the cat being locked outside, or yeah, yeah, different different uh, things. One. Well, here's the thing. It almost sounds like somebody's there to cook for her as long as they're cleaning. We're okay. They're putting the cat outside. I mean, what more could you ask for from a dead person, right? I'm sorry. You kind of uh, cut out there for a second. Oh, I was just I was just making a joke about here. You've got a nice dead person that's cooking for her. You know, right. and putting the cat out. So if he cleans, we're in good shape there. <laughs> Only the cat's not supposed to be out, but it was locked out on my screen-in porch after those doors were already locked. Oh, no. They were already in bed. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. Well, you know what, Gary? It does not sound like it's. Uh, it doesn't sound like it was the negative energy that we picked up that time that I was there. Because the stuff that yeah. I was picking up when you guys were there, that was really bad stuff. I mean, really bad yeah. juju there. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and that, that was really I mean, bad. There numerous yeah. times that I yeah. that I've been in that house again for investigations, or whatever, um, that were just you could feel the evil in the house, and you just it's and heavy. I, I'm not I'm not sensitive like Aaron is, or obviously like you are, but uh, or Jen, yeah. Um, but there's there's times you know when the hair stands up on the back of your neck. You know, yeah, yeah, it could just be fear. You're in a in a smelly, creepy, you know, damp basement with the lights out, and you're talking to spirits, you know, or trying to trying to get yeah. a spirit to talk to you. You know, there is that little bit of fear there, and um, but I knew that it wasn't just that. It was, uh, yeah. you know, I wasn't scared to my core. You know, I wasn't frightened. You know, like that. Like I had to run out of the house. But yeah, but I definitely knew there was something there that shouldn't have been there. Um, yeah, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, most of that evil, you know, evil spirits or whatever are gone. Well, again, that's the other half of the work, right? I mean, it's it's so much fun. To, I mean, I call it fun. It's so much fun to go into the house to find out who's there, why are they there, what's going on. You know, and then if they're uh, demonic, if they are mischievous, things like that, you really want to find out what their story is. Now, the demonic stuff's a different story. I mean, but you got to get in there and go, like, look, who sent you? Why are you here? What's going on? And, you right. know, the point is you got to get them out of the house. So the other half is it's good to find out who's there, but then you got to, you know, help them get out of there, get them into the light, so then the people that are in that home can resume a normal, healthy lifestyle again, not running in fear, being afraid in the middle of the night, and always being woken up and stuff. Um, so I'll say this. It's a great service. It's a great service. It's a, a great thing that you guys are doing, going in there, helping people, figuring out what's going on. So you're not only helping the people that want to come into this field, you know, um, I should say not the people that have the haunted homes, but the field that the people that want to come into the field as well, because this is just furthering, you know, the light workers' work. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's kind of funny too because that was one of the first houses that we investigated, and it set, uh-huh. it, set the, it set the bar so high for us. You know, I mean, and it was wow. we did so much stuff in that house that when we've gone into other houses we're expecting the same thing, you know, and, and wow, when you yeah. don't get the same thing, it's, it, I don't want to say it's disappointing, but it kind of is, you know, it's, you know, but it we is. always, it in, is. And, but the, the, the other thing is too is, you know, in every single house that we've been in, we've gotten something. We've gotten something. And it, it, it hasn't always been uh, people. It hasn't always oh, been no. whatever. It's, you know, something, either somebody trying to communicate with us, mostly it seems to be Erin. Again, she's more sensitive than I am. But, yes. you know, it's it just, um, again, it's it just going into that house, it set the bar so high that, you know. You know, our first investigation was in, like, the most haunted house ever. <laughs> so, so to go into any other house, and, and people almost want you to find stuff. and. Yeah. And there, no, yeah. there's been some houses we really didn't find anything, and and that's okay. They were okay with it, you know. But we were yeah. kind of like, oh, really? <laughs> you know. But well, but here, but know. here's the other part of that too. Now, um, 
Aaron, and, and as a paranormal investigator, when you go into a house, you have to know that uh, sometimes old houses will creak. It's what old houses do. Just because yes, there's right. a creak, just because there's a sound, you could have a woodpecker on your roof. I don't know if they do this, everyone, but I'm just using this as an <laughs> example. And he could be going like, bam, bam, bam. You're going like, oh, my God, there's a dead guy. She's like, no, seriously, it's just a bird. So yeah. that, that's another facet of this is going in there and really letting the people know that you do not have a problem here. Um, right. There might be some uh, a big factory down the street with a big generator causing your house to tremble and shake. It, it yeah. could be yeah. any number of things. Once you exhaust all the normal things that could be, and then you go in there and find out that it really is a dead guy, then we have have our work cut out for us. Right. right, and that's that's something that you have to do with with uh, your team. You know, is even before you go into it, you know, is say, you know, you, you got to go in there in, into the house and, um, you know, really, really, um, you know, look in, look in, you know, look into things. Don't just take it at face value. As, oh my God! Like Correct. you said, that creak, that creaking sound. Oh, that was a spirit, or you know, something, it could be a vent turning on or, or you know, the, the heat turning on. And we got all sorts of yeah. things. We were at, uh, uh, we investigated a, uh, a bar restaurant um, in, a, in a town close by here. Oh. And we were there at like, you know, I think we the bar closed. We started at 3 in the morning. Yeah, we started at 3 in the morning. The bar wow. closed at 3. And mm-hmm. so we're listening to, um, after, after we were in there for a while, you know, we, we were in there for a couple of hours. And then, um, we, you know, the next day we started listening back and watching oh, the no. video and everything. Um, so there was one part where I, some one of us in, on the team was saying something and asking something, and all of a sudden you hear this scream. It was this, like, wow. blood-curdling scream. And so wow. I'm forwarding on the video camera, and I'm, I'm looking, trying to sync up with the with the audio, and come to find out it was the bathroom door, of the of in in the bar. It's clear. When you open it, it had the. Are you there, Gary? Aaron, are you there? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I think we're we're going in and out again. So so you guys were saying that you heard the scream, blood curdling scream, but you found that it was actually uh a door opening with a strange right. so, strange uh sound. Yeah. Right. So point being you have to kinda sync up things, keep an open mind that it might not be what you think it is. Yeah. Be skeptical of yeah. you know and right. you know. Of everything. It's putting all the pieces of the of everything. Too. Yes. Hey, you know what, you guys? I realize we just have another uh, caller online. Let's see if they have. We've got two callers. Let's see if they have anything um, that they want to ask about uh, the paranormal stuff. If not, we'll see what they have to say here real quick, okay? Okay. All right. I think we, we have Elsie. Elise. Elise. Elise, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Fine, you. Great, great. So what's on your mind? Um, I have a question. Um, okay. Um, one, I think I have had classes where as um, I have seen people, I have seen my dead relatives, which wasn't scary at all. Um, mm-hmm. I have gotten, my question is, I had gotten into some trouble. Uh, which really was not my fault. And normally when I go to pray and everything, normally God answers me. And since this incident has occurred, it's like um, I don't hear, I don't hear God. And I'm wondering, am I doing something wrong? Because normally if other friends or family members, if they go have problems, then I hear the spirit talking to me for me to give out mm-hmm. certain messages. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding I can't hear that for myself. 
And okay, I so you said you got into trouble. Now, are you talking about spiritual trouble? Um, no, it was it was trouble with my adopted son, which okay. has done a so tremendous you... toll on my life right now. Okay, so I will I will say that I believe that's probably uh, the emotional state of what you're going through is probably something that's uh, uh, blocking you a little bit. Now, just because you can't hear God doesn't mean that God is not there around you, watching over you, protecting you. So you already know that because you're already a spiritual woman. So I wouldn't worry about that part. I would just ask God to help you balance the situation that's going on in the family so you can actually become clear again and continue to hear him and do his work. Okay? Okay. Okay. And if there's anything you have to forgive yourself for, Elise, in this situation, do some forgiveness prayers so you can get the, the negative energy away from you. Oh, beautiful. Yes, ma'am. I have. Yes, ma'am. I have. And like I said, and um, and I'm finding that when I do that, I'm having pe- certain people throwing negative feedback to me. <laughs> yeah. And I would stop them and say, hey, you know, I'm on a different path. I'm on a positive path. Yeah. If you don't have anything positive to say, you know, I have to cut the conversation. But um, since this, at first I was about to lose my faith, and I had to pray to God and ask for forgiveness. I really and truthfully did. And it's like now um, I am sitting and waiting on God, but, like, I get a little deterred of which, what direction do I go now, um, and it's like now I have fear, and I know I should not have any All right, well, fear. Let me, but... I'll tell you what, our, our time is running thin here. It's running very okay. short. So um, work not on having that fear get in your way because that's not of God. Only love is right. of God, okay? Right. So if that fear comes in, do not allow that to deter you from your spiritual path. You've got to just sit there, be patient, and wait, and just keep asking God to come into your life and help you make the changes that you need. Okay? okay All right, then. All right. Thank All right. you so much. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you, All too. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye now. Hey, guys, time is running a little thin here, and I know we're going to get to another caller, but uh, and I, I would love to have you guys back on. So... Erin and Gary, can you guys please give out your website and your your group so people can uh, call call you guys to join your group or even call you guys to uh, you can assist them in helping form a group. So what number can they reach you guys at? Uh, the number that they can reach us at is six three zero six nine nine zero one nine four. Would you repeat and, uh, that, please? Sure. The number the, that number again is six three zero six nine nine zero one nine four. And um, okay. Yeah, I, we don't have a, a website currently, but um, okay. Uh, but we look to do that uh, to do that in the future. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and I'm just going to say thank you right now. We're going to probably try to get one more call in. But, Jennifer, I want to say thank you for joining the show. Aaron and Gary, thank you so much for joining our show. It's Gigi. And what does Gigi stand for again? Ghost Investigators of Greater Illinois. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. And then hey, if Jory. you guys want to give me a call. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask if they're doing classes. Is it a specific college or are they invited to several different colleges and they may want to give that information out. Uh, are you we're currently classes not doing now? any classes. Yeah, we're not doing any classes right now currently. Um, but if any anyone's interested in having a class they could always contact us, contact us and we can set something up. Perfect. Well you know what thank you guys for being on the show. And uh, I think we'll have to, um, we do have a caller in line, but we're going to ask our caller to, join, you know, call us next week again uh, as time is just uh, running out here. Um, you know, again, call us if you guys have any different topics you'd like to hear about, um, any psychic questions, please give us a call. Again, live call and show, 347-633-9404. 
Thanks for joining us. This has been your Psychic Connection. I'm Jorianne, the Coffee Psychic, and we look forward to hearing from you next week. All right, thanks, everyone. Good night.